Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Colt Narrow Chat. It's a Sunday evening show. I'm Jeremy. Robbie is with me. And Robbie, I, I've never really seen this before. It's a team that can't start playing until they're down 2-0. Yeah, well, it's exactly what Diego Simeone has had to do. And it's exactly what we've been crying out for in, 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 in one way. Atletico needed to evolve. They needed to become more attacking. But... We didn't know that they were just going to forget how to defend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Although, having said that, they were missing uh, Stefan Savic still. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, Simeone is still trying to figure it out exactly how he wants to play it. Uh, going away from his, um, going away from the original Cholismo, uh, it, it was never going to be uh, easy. But I think we're, it's safe to say now. I think that um, he has committed fully to a more dynamic uh, attack, a, a, a riskier um, style of playing, and as we've seen the last two games, that uh, it's, there's some growing pains with that. You could also just call it chaos, because that's really what it has been this week, a week which has seen Atletico ship five goals. A couple of years ago, that would have been unthinkable seeing Atletico concede five goals in a month, you know, let alone 
one week, but after the 3-2 loss to Liverpool, we're now talking about a 2-2 draw with league leaders Real Sociedad. Uh, more questions and well, answers. Sorry, that's, that's, sorry, that's what I was just going to say. I yeah. mean, it's against a really, really good Liverpool yeah. team, possibly favourites to win the Premier League. And then Real Sociedad, who are no slouches whatsoever. Uh, and, and so, uh, yeah, I, I completely take your point. It, but, uh, yeah, two really good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and, and, and I think I think Simeone kind of accepted getting involved in a bit of a shootout with them. Uh, rather than sitting back and playing on the counter and but yeah sorry I interrupted you <laughs> no yeah no it's a good point that these are two very good teams that let it go play like La Real even with all the injuries that they have no Ariatzabal, uh no Zubimendi today uh, no uh, David Silva is just back from injury basically uh, Nacho Monreal hasn't played this year for example just a wave of injuries that they've had to overcome and yeah they showed today in the first half the first 50 minutes that they are indeed no slouches they went up 2-0 the opening goal coming on seven minutes from alexander sorloff and it was uh if you're a fan of of good defensive football uh this was just a mess for atletico uh defensively giving up this first goal yeah slightly naive i think no i mean joe no. felix trying to beat a man there when when they were tra- when they were just getting set in transition, in attacking transition, and then yeah, um, the Felipe stepped up when he probably maybe shouldn't have, um, but 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 that's the same on that same note. It was just a really good counter attack by by Real Sociedad and Alexander Sorlot was uh, I thought was was excellent today. I mean, he, he really surprised me with some of his movement and. Uh, He's no slouch whatsoever uh, no. on the on the counter either, and uh, for for a big lad like you know there was another counter later on in the first half where he he was actually accelerating away from a um, I'm not sure who it was, and that was Rodrigo de Paul. It, it, it was Rodrigo de Paul chasing him for the goal too. Like I mean, it was uh, it wasn't like it was a uh, Koke chasing him. It was. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, just a really good counter attack, but yeah, just it's sloppy for for Atletico to concede a goal like that. Yeah, I think naive I, I, naive is a perfect way know. to say it. Yeah, I, I don't know if if All Black was fully to blame, but and uh, sorry, not to blame, he, he didn't have no blame whatsoever. But I thought maybe he could have done a little bit better, maybe dived that sort of. Yeah, player. maybe it was just an awkward one. Maybe it was just an awkward one. The, the way that it kind of fell. Yeah, I thought that he got caught kind of on the edge of the penalty area, wasn't sure whether to go down and try to snag it or whether to try to stand up, get into a, a, a posture and make the save. He got kind of caught between two positions there. And I'm sure he wasn't expecting the Joao Felix giveaway, and Felipe was just completely out outclassed on this counterattack. I, th- I, I tweeted about this during the first half. I thought that uh, Emmanuel Aguasil's decision to start Sorloff and Alexander Isak was a really good one knowing that Jimenez and Savage were both out, knowing that those are two big, very skilled uh, target men, I thought it was a really good idea, and it paid off. Uh, Suarez said after the game that uh, La Real came out in a formation and with an alignment that really caught Atletico off guard, and it sure did. Just that first half was a very composed, very calm, very confident Real Sociedad team on the road. Yeah, and uh, but I also thought Atletico looked quite good in attack themselves, mm. uh, and I guess this is the kind that was the kind that's the kind of nature of how how Simeone wanted to play it and how it was um, 
and how Real Sociedad I wanted to play it too. But uh, yeah, aside from, I'm sure we'll talk about it now. Aside from Suarez, is kind of uh, struggles, I guess. And um, I, I thought Atletico did look way more dynamic at times. Had a couple of nice moves, a couple of nice chances. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I know like they were they were one nil down going in at the break. But I thought the first half wasn't. Completely awful either. Like it was, mm. it was, they, they did look a little bit more fluid in attack. I think. I mean, I just think when you look at when you look at Joe Felix and Lamar, kind of uh, moving the ball at speed and and, and beating players, it, it's really a joy to watch. Like, and I think that that's the kind of the key to this to, to any Atletico Madrid success going forward. Yeah, you you pretty much said it right there with how dynamic Atletico look in attack now. Uh, there's Honestly, I have a lot more confidence in how Atletico attack and how they look going forward than I do coming the other way, uh, which is just so kind of stunning to say about a Simeone-coached Atletico team. We know about his reputation and we know about how defensively solid these teams have been uh, for so many years now under Cholo, but that's kind of how it how it was trending last season and now we're we're basically there now with how Atletico have been shipping goals um you know no no Jimenez no Savage in this game both players not fully fit uh Felipe had a really I thought a really tough game really tough time uh his level Robbie has really kind of dropped off uh since the return to play during the 2019-20 season coming back for those final 11 post-COVID games yeah, yeah, and there was a spell before that where he was amazing, and yeah. it looked like he's great. Be the, 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 yeah, it looked like he could be the heart of that central defense. But yeah, he's. Um, I, I suppose part of it is because he's been asked to do more now. Wish uh, with a, with a kind of a higher line with with more possession, uh, being asked to. De- defend higher up which means there's more space behind you so there's kind of less room for error and that those kind of I guess that separates the, the weak from the chaff like and that's the kind of that's what makes the best players the best and, and I think he did look um, and has looked sloppy I, I guess is the word for it but uh, yeah he um, and, and, and just, just on your point about the way it was trending for uh, Atletico they and I wonder if it's if it's an area where they will maybe invest in if Simeone like decides to keep on building in in this manner, and um, it has been evolving like this. And I think it's taken a while for Simeone, f- firstly, to trust those young players. Mm-hmm. Secondly, to 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 under to understand exactly what it was that they needed, the kind of manager that they needed, and 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 how to kind of get the best out of them. And I think now he's fully kind of appreciated with the introduction of Rodrigo de Paul that this is only going in one direction for Atletico, and it can only go in one direction for Atletico if they if they remain if he remains in charge and if they remain a Champions League contender, it it has to evolve into something more attacking and progressive because they are favourites now in most games that they play, uh, so they're going to have to break down pack defenses and those oh, I think we had that conversation a hundred times but it does <laughs> definitely feel now like with Rodrigo de Paul and with uh, Griezmann I think that it's um, it's it's very clear that this is a, this is a very different Atletico Madrid side and and that's good news um, if you're um, 
from the vantage point of Atletico needing to finally take that firm, make that firm step, that evolutionary step, because we've really kind of talked about it back and forth since Colch Nero chat started five years ago. Uh, and there have been fits and starts and false dawns, but now it feels like th- this team is really very attack-oriented, uh, attack-minded, and a bit, more than a bit, um, now able, um, better able, I should say, to break down really compact defenses and only concede tight spaces. La Real, a good example of that, right? They defended very well in the first half, very organized, uh, very calm and composed, and they went 2-0 up just after halftime from an Alexander Isak free kick that I thought All Black should have done a bit better on, Robbie. No, definitely, yeah, yeah. To have been beaten on that post, and yeah. especially when, 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 like, the way that walls are built nowadays, it's so that the wall can jump as high as it can, and 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 Rodrigo de Paul was laying down as the as the man as the kind of sandbag technique or whatever you call it. That's what I call it <laughs> <laughs> to kind of stop the stop the ball from flooding in underneath. But uh, the so he's there, and and the wall is built so that you can. And when if you watch the replay, Oblak kind of cheats over to his right a little bit, and Isaac Isaac just goes for it. Um, and yeah, he, he probably could have done a bit better, but um, like Oblak's level was so high for so long that it, it is kind of inevitable that it's it's. Um, we we've come to kind of expect these superhuman um, feats from him in every single game, and and he's just. <laughs> He's just another. He's just a human, like and uh, but I think um, yeah. And back back to the the earlier point about Felipe, it it was his foul. Oh yes, it was Silva that, and just just kind of niggly, silly foul with Silva with his back to goal, like you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I was kind of I was kind of going back and forth with myself on it before we 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 jumped on the pod here, but. I don't know if it's um, if you can really blame him for that. It's that he has to try and get the ball, but just kind of really, really obviously, you know, it's it's just a kind of what are you doing? Like, that's a free all day. Yeah, it's a really uh, kind of a ticky tack foul, one that you don't need to commit, one that Silva is obviously going to get because he's really good at resisting a press. He's really good at turning um, mm-hmm. back to the back to the defender and trying to make that quick turn and draw a foul, which he did. Felipe bit on it, and it led to Isak getting the the free kick goal. Um, we mentioned Rodrigo de Paul um, and how he is kind of, in a sense, along with Lima, I think emblematic of how Atletico need to evolve and how they need to play to continue contending and staying at, at the at the top of the game. But it's after DePaul comes off, Robbie, when Atletico launch yet another comeback. Uh, just before the hour, Lodi and DePaul, who started this game, uh, both come off. Correa and Condogbia enter. And just three minutes later, Luis Suarez uh, gets the uh, gets Atleti back in it with a header from a Joao Felix assist. Yeah, and I think that they're the kind of they're the kind of games or that sorry that's the kind of period in the game where I find it hard to hard to figure out what's going on because <laughs> um, because like like it it is mayhem in a way like that's proper chaos. Uh, Correa comes on, Herrera come on, Condogbia come on, um, Cunha come on. There's just there's just loads of players kind of going for Carrasco is on on the left, and I think um, I think that. Uh, that's yeah. That's when a game can really get out of control either way, and, and in the end, it was a, it was it kind of swung in Atletico's favour. But um, but yeah, it, like 
sorry, my, my, I guess my point about the chaos is that's not really, uh, that doesn't really speak to your tactics as such. That's right. kind of... It's kind of like a two-minute warning drill in in American football or something. It's like it's like that's not that's kind of panic stations, you know. That's not really who you're trying to be. That's just how do we get a goal here? Uh, you know, you know, it's not like planned out. It's not planned out in advance. I guess is what I'm saying. So, uh, and that's when I think Suarez comes to life, really, when it's kind of when it is kind of that not not street football, but when it's pure instinct, when it's pure just get the ball forward forget about what we went through all week just get the ball forward and try and <laughs> plans out the window goal somehow. yeah and yeah exactly that's, that's he, he uh he comes alive in, in the chaos i guess yeah he thrives in those situations because that those are the situations where yeah, yeah. he knows and pretty much everyone knows atletico are going to try to get the ball into the box any way they can and he knows if he can just find space and beat his man he's going to get a good chance at goal and this was the first really good opportunity he had. Uh, Atletico had had a couple decent half chances before this, but it really came alive at this moment in the game. A great cross from from Joao as well, uh, putting it right onto Suarez's noggin, beats Alex Romero. Uh, Lareal make a, a couple changes. Isak, uh, David Silva, Zaldua all come off. Atletico continue to dominate, though, and... The uh, the eagle eyes in the VAR room, Robbie, uh, they they helped out Atletico uh, this weekend, uh, spotting a Mikel Marino uh, foul in the box on Suarez. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually this is actually what I was kind of saying about the mayhem uh, and uh, the so 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 Luis Suarez has spent has spent an hour conditioning the referee, conditioning the defenders, <laughs> diving, complaining, looking for freeze, kind of making defenders aware that I will, that I will, as, as soon as I feel contact, I'm going down. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and, and I'm going to be owed one by the ref. I'm going to complain so often that the ref is going to feel like he owes me one. And I, and I think that, um, so, so when the ball is, kind of bopping around in, in, in the box in those areas defenders are kind of looking at Suarez going I'm, I'm actually kind of afraid to go near him and that's why uh, that's when um, he that's when he as you say thrives and um, and yeah it was a lovely ball into the box by Joe Felix and uh, a lovely header by by Luis Suarez to get the, the first one anyway and then the, the second one was I mean if ever there was a uh, like even even he he um he dives on the ground and he was he was kind of pretending to, to be injured from the Mikel Moreno studs to the not even studs but the kind of uh, grazing um, mm-hmm. of the studs. Uh, he, 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 the, the reason I think he was getting up so slowly, he was like reminding the ref, like you better check this just in case the ref somehow forgot. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think I think if if ever we saw a, a, a man. Buying uh buying a penalty that was it. Yeah, it was initially one that you thought it was okay, maybe incidental contact, maybe Marino had gotten the ball, but then the replay showed that yeah, there was um a bit of at least grazing, as you put it. I think that is a good way to put it. Uh, grazing of the the studs to the back of Suarez's leg. Uh, he did stay down for quite a while, um, as if to sell it. Uh, then sends Ramiro the wrong way from the spot. And all of a sudden, Robbie, Suarez is up to half a dozen goals in La Liga. And very quickly, he's got six of them now. 
yeah, yeah. And it, it's kind of funny because at once, uh, not not to, not it's, it's not it wasn't um, it wasn't his fault that Atletico were um, were down two 0 but part of the reason why they weren't didn't have as many chances were just kind of how how anonymous or poor he was in the first half. But then paradoxically, he's the very man you need to get you back into the game. And I think, like I, I tweeted out during the game, I was kind of, I said, um, I said that he, 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 like, if you bring him on like you do Cunha for the last half an hour, 25 minutes or something, there's no way he gets those goals because he takes about an hour, about maybe 45 minutes to actually warm up to the game and get the feel of the game and to kind of figure out where the spaces are. Sometimes that's and sometimes he does get the goals like he did tonight. Other times he doesn't, and you've just kind of taken a chance on him doing it. Uh, but instead of having like a maybe a player who's going to guarantee you a certain level, Suarez can either be putrid at this stage in his career, or else he, like we saw tonight, turned the game around and won a let go point that they probably didn't deserve. It's a really unique ability to just look past it for most of the game and then just come alive and get two goals to help your team get a point. But that's kind of the the Suarez experience uh, at this stage in his career, right? About to turn 35 in January. Uh, He will, he'll he'll get his numbers, he'll get his goals. uh, But the question is going to be at what cost? And is that a cost that Atletico are willing to is that an expense they're willing to pay? I'm glad you mentioned Mateus Cunha, Robbie, because it's really interesting. When Cunha comes on, good things happen for Atletico, even if he's not directly contributing to goals. He comes in against Villarreal, and Atletico get the draw. He comes in against Espanyol, Atletico come back to win. He comes in against Hetafe, Atletico come back to win. And on Sunday night, he enters in the 73rd minute, and Atletico come back to get the draw. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but there's... Is is there some correlation? I'm not sure, but it's a very interesting phenomenon that's going on with Cunha uh, coming in as as a substitute. Well, well, you said it there. There's correlation, but I don't know if there's causation. Mm. I don't actually know if he's the one that's causing. I just think it's the fact that it, it's just the fact that uh, when he tends to come on, Atletico are full throttle trying to get a goal, and obviously he helps by being kind of lanky and. And long and, and and being another body in the box and and kind of taking the attention away from Suarez. So in terms of in terms of that, I think definitely he had something. Whether he actually had something on the ball, I, I'm not sure. But off the ball, he definitely makes teams think uh, about his presence um, and and uh, gives Atletico an option from crosses and things like that. And but uh, yeah, like but having said that. At what point does he actually get a chance to go and prove himself? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think I think we've seen the, it takes a long time. And some players never get there. A lot of players never get there. But it takes a long time to earn Simeone's trust when he's not, when you're not one of his, like, guys. Um, and if you don't kind of, convey, like, chances are very hard to come by with Simeone. And if you... Uh, and that's understandable given the fact given the level that Atletico are now at and they have to win every single game but mm-hmm. um, but uh, it, it, like Cunha didn't seem like an Atle- a Diego Simeone signing at the time 
Um, and definitely, I think we we can say now that he he wasn't really signing that Simeone pushed for. So his his chances are going to be really hard to come by. So which adds pressure because any chance he does get, he has to make the most of it because he knows there's not that many coming around again. Mm. But um, but uh, yeah, I, I do think just just a, a word on the um, on the. I know La Liga isn't uh, the best league in the world at the moment in terms of the football being played, but it's, it it has to be the most competitive. Like even there was years gone by where Atletico lose one game and you're like, that's it, it's gone. They're not. They're, they they have to win nearly every single game, and this year it feels like I don't know. I have no idea who's going to win the league, and that is an incredible thing to say. Like. You it know, is. I, 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 it feels like Barcelona are out of it. Uh, Real Madrid don't don't look great. Like they, 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 you're not going into every single game thinking they're going to win this three or four nil. Uh, Sevilla look good, decent. Um, Real Sociedad look really good. Atletico have a really good squad. I think, like, and I know um, I'm loath to um, praise Javier Tebas, but. <laughs> I mean, that's all we're looking for, really, isn't it? Like, it's and as I say, it's not the best, most incredible football in the world being played right now. But in terms of competitive, uh, how competitive it is, it's um, it's it's really fun, and it's I think it's going to be an amazingly fun season to to kind of analyze all these teams, and every game is is uh, is genuinely just could go either way here. It's it's looking a lot like in. 80 to 85 point league this year. Atletico won it with 86 points last year. It might not take that many to win it this year because everyone's dropping points, right? The top six teams are within three points of each other. Like La Real are top. Madrid and Sevilla are on 20 points each. Atletico, Betis, Osasuna all on 18. Then you have Rio. We have have your Rio, Robbie, on 16. Barcelona in ninth on 15. Yeah, and Rio, and like Rio go to Barcelona. Um, I'm so sorry, Barcelona come to Vallecas on on Wednesday night, and and it genuinely like for for the first time as I've been following them, uh, it feels like there might be a point of, like the, like I'm I'm kind of confident that Rio can get something or at least make it competitive, mm-hmm. and I mean. For, for 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 someone who, who who writes about this for a living and who, who who watches this sport and who's a fan in general, that's this is amazing, really. Like, isn't it? Like, like I mean, even even tonight, I know it was chaos and that, but just I mean, that's all you're looking for, really, isn't it? Like these four little trashings and like I was just looking at the um, I was just looking at uh, the league one, and, and it feels like. Paris Saint-Germain are in crisis. They lost one and drawn. There's seven points clear mm. at the top of the league, and like you know, it just that it's for me that just feels like oh, it's it's over and done with, and we're not even into November yet. And uh, yeah, so it's um, no, I, I just think it's uh, it's great and it's it's going to be fun to watch and it's going to take it's going to take all of like Luis Suarez's know-how and Diego Simeone's tactical kind of. Uh, uh, manipulation um, to, to, to win this league and I, I'm really looking forward to see what happens. It looks like the league is going to be uh, muy complicado. It's going to be uh, very difficult, even more so than last season because of the parity and the balance that we've seen. And this process really did start a few years ago and now it's really in full effect. And it, it's so much healthier 
when the league is this competitive and when every match feels like, okay, this isn't going to be a, a 7 nil you know, whitewashing, you know, this isn't going to be a 6 nil route. Uh, it's going to be competitive in each of these games will be very tight and there might not be a, a ton of goals in every game. It might not be like the Premier League where, you know, you know, Liverpool are averaging three goals a game and put five past Man United earlier on Sunday, but uh, it's very tight and very competitive and the top six teams all being within three points of each other. Uh, it, it's setting up really well for uh, a wild season. It already has been uh, pretty wild from what we've seen. As you mentioned, Ryle were playing Barca on Wednesday and they should feel like they can take something there. Atletico travel to winless Levante on Thursday, Robbie, a Levante team that is already on their second manager of the season after dismissing Paco Lopez, one of only two winless teams in La Liga, five draws, five defeats. Uh, we both expressed some confidence entering this game against La Real. How do you feel about the Levante game? This is a place where Atletico go and usually don't play too well. What what uh, what did we predict? We predicted, I, I think I predicted a 2-0 win for Atletico tonight, did I? Yeah, you did. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. You got the two part, right? You got to have it, right? <laughs> Right, uh, I got I'm fifty. I'm fifty percent right. <laughs> but uh, but uh, the the yeah, I think I think Levante showed today that they are a team that can definitely hurt you, and similar in ways to Real Sociedad in that they kind of let you play, but they will also go at you. So we we might be looking under another shooter. Obviously, don't have the quality of, of Real Sociedad, but definitely have the ability to score like Sevilla are one of the stingiest defences in the in La Liga and they mm. managed to get three against them um, now, and I understand that Sevilla are kind of going through a weird moment where they're, where they're kind of trying to get more goals and they're, they're kind of they, they, they wanted to play more attacking today and uh, but, um, and and they've got I think I do think they have some issues with uh, discipline or a concentration or something but anyway Levante really punished them today they, like Sevilla were out of sight a couple of times maybe two or three times and Levante managed to kind of get back into it so um, it'll and that comes on on the back of the Sunday night game the Champions League game against Liverpool uh, um, and yeah uh, another midweek game now so Atletico will be tired we'll probably see some uh, some rotation in that but uh yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna predict the two 0 victory here. I, I don't know. I don't, I maybe, maybe three two, but then you're conceding two more goals. You're conceding <laughs> two more like at least. That, but, uh, you didn't even ask me. Right? I, <laughs> you're just <laughs> offering it. <laughs> brilliant, just brilliant. Like I did last time, just offering up my head. Like I mean, what am I doing? It's it's bold and audacious, and I give you full marks for it. Full credit, Rob. <laughs> I I just don't mind. I I don't really mind being wrong because how often you get those things right. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, Le Levante. Are, they are they are entertainers under Paco Lopez. They certainly were, but the results have not followed this year. As you said, they were on the wrong end uh, from their vantage point of an eight goal thriller at Sevilla today, and and then they they really did push Sevilla. That's a team that is usually really good at home and really good defensively. Uh, and Atletico, I believe, only have one or two wins at Levante since 2007. I think that's the stat, but I'll have to check mm -hmm. on that. Either way, they drew there last year, nearly lost at Levante last season. 
uh, kind of starting that second half slump that they had to overcome to win the title. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is in every game in La Liga is big now, right? As we mentioned, the balance and the the parity is such that most games uh, like this in the past that were gimmies are now possible banana skins, banana peels. Uh, I'm gonna pick an Atletico win, but I don't feel all that confident in it because of the team's past struggles at Levante but th- this is one Atletico have to have especially after drawing today at home and Atletico have gotten the results away from home this year three wins in four in La Liga another one in the Champions League uh, so four wins out of five in, in all competitions um, that's an interesting one you know Atletico haven't been particularly good at home this year and they're making up for it with results on the road I guess Look at look at JD Barron here just offering up predictions. <laughs> if you can do it, but, so uh, can I. I. I do. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I do think. Um, I do think. Uh, I, I do think it was Levante kind of had Simeone's number for a minute there when 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 Simeone wasn't entirely sure how to kind of build a build an attacking side, but. I, I think it was more Paco Lopez that had his number, so I don't know what uh, Javier Pereira will 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 do. Mm. And I think maybe Simeone. I mean, Javier Pereira is a, a new new coach, and and uh, I think Simeone just had the experience to kind of figure out how both before the game, and also now obviously Simeone wanted massive sample size to go to uh, to 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 analyze uh, what Pereira is planning, but. I think uh, both before the game uh, and in-game management, I think Simeone will find a way to, to, to win it for Atletico, yeah. Well, we'll be here to talk about it on uh, uh, Thursday, if it happens. Even if it doesn't, we'll be talking about it anyway, because uh, that's what we do on Colt Nero Chat. We offer bold predictions, and we see if they come true. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Dunn, thank you so much for joining me on tonight's show. No problem at all, Jeremy. I'll chat in a, in a couple of days. And I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, keep it here on Into the Calderon and on Patreon.com slash Chat, where we have a bunch of other bonus goodies. We'll talk to you all again on Thursday. Adios.